اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم لا الہ الا اللہ محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم I greet you my brothers and I believe the sisters as well that come to table view Muslim society Jumas I greet you all with the noble and beautiful greeting the greetings that has been used by the messengers of Allah Isa alayhi salam used to say shalom Musa alayhi salam used to say shalom our beloved prophet would make the salam Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh It is my privilege to be back here at table view This perhaps my fourth return here and it is my 81st Juma lecture across the country and for that I am very grateful to the organizers to Maulana Maulana Omar always accommodates me when I'm around Shukran for that I really appreciate it I enjoy this opportunity that we have on the Juma to speak about perhaps the most important thing to be spoken about which is seldom spoken about usually in the world out there lots of things are discussed but not really the relationship with our Creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and oftentimes when people think about Allah they are filled with guilt or they are filled with fear and they are filled with worry sometimes and we have in the next 20-25 minutes or so the opportunity to speak about Allah in the Quran Allah says that verily it is only in the remembrance of Allah do hearts find assurance security and inner good feeling that's got nothing to do with this world can only be found in the remembrance of Allah an inner good feeling that's got nothing to do with this world very often we are looking for a feeling within us thinking that the world will give to us when we have something or when we change something or when we have somebody or change somebody then we believe we will feel good this is what most of us live our lives believing we need money we need a person we need a job we need something from this world in fact recently in the Western Cape we believed we needed water do you understand we are so focused through our bodies and our roles the identities that we play on what our eyes can see which eyes the body's eyes we are so focused through our bodies into this world that we forget about the unseen the unseen world in Surah Baqarah Allah tells us that this is a book of guidance for those who first believe in the unseen the unseen is more important uh, than the seen and we use the eyes of the body and we use the perceptions of the body and what does the eyes and the perceptions of the body show us it's only what's in this world what you can see with your eyes and what you can hear with your ears what you can taste smell and touch this is our usual preoccupation through the body we are so focused on what the body can see but the body cannot see Allah you can't see Allah the Quran tells us no vision can perceive Allah 
But Allah has grasped over all vision. You won't see Allah. You won't hear Him. You won't smell Him, taste Him, touch Him. You can't because Allah is part of the unseen. Hadith Qudsi tells us the heavens and the earth cannot contain Allah. But only the heart of a true believer can. See, the heart of a true believer. What is the heart? It's got nothing to do with the body. It's got nothing to do with the body's eyes because your body's eyes deny Allah. Your ears deny Allah. So we live through the body thinking that we are the body and we miss out on the whole dimension that is not seen. And our preoccupations are on what is seen. What can we see? What can we touch? Believing that what is seen and can be touched and, and eaten or drunk is the most important thing. We need water. Some of us were like so worried. You see, if you told me Allah and His love was being withdrawn, I would have got a bit worried. But Allah who is sufficient for us, who is always available to us, is with us. Always. You understand? But we panic. We panic. Something in the world is needed more than Allah. That's what we act. We act like that is our God. That is what we need. Yet we have Allah. And we have His love, Al-Wadud. And we have His compassion, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. We have His, His support in every moment. But when something in our worlds don't seem right, in those moments we panic. We act like we got a problem. See, the only problem is that we deny Allah. We focus exclusively through the body and what the body needs. Remember, the body is temporary. It had a birth, it will have a death. And your body and whatever is important to the body doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. All of us here are moving hastily towards our body's demise. All of us. Not some of us. You, me, everybody, our children, all, once you're born, you will die. And this from birth to death and what you can see, smell, taste and touch is only a portion of experience. But what your heart, you see Allah says in the glorious Quran that on that day, the day of accountability, neither will your wealth nor your children, your sons avail thee except those who bring to Allah a purified heart. Only those who bring to Allah a purified heart is going to benefit them. But we are living through the body. Now I'm not saying don't focus through the body. It's important. Allah says in the glorious Quran, do not forget your portion in this world. It's important. Don't deny this world. But when you focus exclusively on this world, denying Allah, because you're living through your body, you're thinking you're your body. Or some of us think we are a role. I'm a father, I'm a son, I'm a breadwinner, I'm a teacher, I'm a doctor, I'm a businessman, I'm a husband, I'm a wife. Whatever role we may be thinking that we are, we're living through the body and its roles. And some of us live through our ideas. This is what I believe. And this is what I support. And I'm pro this and I'm against that and this and that. Most of us are living through the body, its roles and the belief systems. But Allah tells us it's only those who bring to him a purified heart that is going to be of any benefit to us. And I'm going to invite you to look not with your body's eyes, 
but to look with your eyes. I want to introduce you today to who you are. Who you are. You are not your body. You will leave your body. Who are you? See, who are you? You are the one who can recognize Allah. You are the one who can look around you and say, Subhanallah. I see the countenance of Allah everywhere I look. I recognize it's only because of Him that I am. I did not give me existence. See, neither did you give you existence. We went somewhere thinking, I think I want to exist. I think I want to be a human being. Let me make a body and then I can move into that body and then I'll exist. You are not. We are not actually. This is why one of the names of Allah is the living. The one who does not die. And people often ask me, scientists ask me, do you think God is real? I say to them, the question is, are we real? Are we real is the question. We exist only because of the grace of Allah. We continue to exist in every moment only through the grace of Allah. Yes, we fool ourselves. And the Quran tells us, shaitan will trick you. He is an enemy avowed. He will make you deny Allah. Well, he can't, but he will prompt you and then you will be very easily tempted to say, well, I'm a very intelligent person, you see. I have many degrees. I don't need to pray because I've got a good job. And I don't have to, I don't have to pray to Allah. I don't have to focus on Allah. I'm sorted. I have this lovely big business, you know. I'm a good businessman. I'm okay. My children are okay. Everybody's okay. I don't need to pray. You see, shaitan whispers. And he... He tempts us to deny Allah. But shaitan can't cause you to deny Allah. He, he prompts you to deny Allah. And we follow suit by denying Allah. See, if you live through the body, and you live through your roles, and you live through your beliefs, which is only from your birth to your death, you get stuck in this world, the dunya. And you get lost here. And then you forget that one day, 500 years from now, nothing that you know will mean anything. 500 years from now, nothing that you know will mean anything. Not you, not your children, not your house, not your business, whatever you've done. If it doesn't mean anything 100 years from now, does it mean anything now? But we make it so important. So important is a temporary existence. It is important. But is it so important that we forget Allah? That we forget that we are only because of Him. His favor is that we exist and He has given us bodies. The Quran says in the best of molds. So your body's eyes can't perceive Allah. But you can. The Quran says, draw closer to Allah. Draw closer. Prostrate. Surrender. And draw closer to Allah. That's what it says. It says, Verily in the remembrance of Allah do hearts find assurance. And in elsewhere in the Quran it says, Hearts do soften in the remembrance of Allah. Our state, that is what I began speaking about today, the good feeling that's got nothing to do with this world, which is Iman, which is security. The good feeling that's got nothing to do with this world. The people who deny Allah suffer. They suffer. And you might think, but I don't suffer. I've got lots of money and resources and I've got lovely clothes. And if you deny Allah, you're suffering. You don't know it. You're fooling yourself to think that you have this and you have that and everything is okay. You're deep 
in satanic promptings. There's two types of suffering. There's the suffering that we see when people are needy and they don't have and they are desperate and they're trying to get things of this world and we think they are the only ones who suffer. There's another type of suffering that those who have material and physical seeming well-being but in their hearts there is a disease and there is no peace and there is no assurance and there's no security and they can't sleep at night. And they can't talk to their own spouses and children. There is no love given and received. But they fool themselves and they think that they are not suffering. Anybody who denies Allah suffers. The Quran tells us that if you deny Allah, yours will be a depressed life. You might say, but I've got this and I've got that. That's for your body. That's for your body. What is it for your heart? So I'm asking us, are we aware not the body aware, because the body is all about where will I live, what will I eat, who will I sleep with, whatever, whatever. This is the body's preoccupations. But the heart, the heart that can contain Allah, heavens and the earth cannot contain Allah, but the heart of a true believer can. That is who you are. Though those of us who perceive Allah, we perceive Allah. Not through the body's eyes, but we have the inner vision to recognize Allah. That we were not, and we are only by His grace. Only by His grace. We have these bodies with color vision and hearing and smell and sight. And this world that we have that grows food and animals for us to eat. Only because of Allah's compassion and mercy upon us. He has given us a status not given to any other creation on earth. When Adam was created, he asked the angels to bow in honor of humanity. See? So, I am here to talk about the thing that is the most important thing to talk about, but is not spoken about. It's your getting closer to Allah. Now, for some of us, it's surprising, but I read my namaz and I do this and I do that. The Quran says you have submitted your will in Islam, but Iman has not entered your heart. So don't think, don't think that, you know, we are addressing the real investment. The real investment is the purification of our heart. And that's what Allah says, approach him humbly and in secret. Approach him humbly. And in secret. Now I told you, those of us who think we are the bodies, we say, but I'm, I've got 10 degrees and I'm brilliant. Those of us, this is why at the universities you'll never hear about Allah spoken. Because they use their minds. The Quran doesn't talk about the mind, it talks about the heart. So you'll never find Allah spoken about at the universities. If anything, they challenge, is there God? The so-called most smartest people oftentimes deny Allah because they are looking to find Allah through the body which you can't perceive Allah. It's a discussion for another day. I'm not going to go into that. But through your heart you can experience Allah. Verily in the remembrance of Allah do hearts find assurance. Verily through the remembrance of Allah do hearts soften. And it's not spoken about in business. If you're a business person, wherever you're doing business, you'll never talk about Allah there. Allah is not spoken about there. So you might think, but I'm very witty and intelligent. I'm okay. And oh, I've got these good business deals and I'm, I've got a lot of money. I'm okay. 
Now, I'm not here running anybody down. I'm only inviting you to draw closer to Allah, which is the best investment. Just in humble and in secret. You don't have to show anybody. Humbly. Approach Allah humbly. Approach Him humbly. You don't have to be perfect. I am not. I'm not even religious. Do you understand? I can't consider myself religious. But one thing I do have is faith. I do recognize Allah every day. The Quran and in Islam is a beautiful way of remembering Allah throughout the day at different times. And I do practice as much as I can the remembrance of Allah. I do humble myself, get out of my mind and stop thinking that I think I know everything. And I acknowledge that intelligence that is Allah that has caused everything to be and because of whom I am and I have whatever I have and whatever is grows as food and only because of him I do do that I do do that I have my faith to be honest I'm a better mu'min than I am a Muslim but that is first remembrance of Allah remembrance of Allah is the greatest of all activities that's what the Quran tells us it's the greatest of all activities just to be still and aware that there is the one that is Allah and to glorify him that he is supreme in power supreme he has caused everything to be and we are because of him all the worlds the Lord of all the worlds and thee alone do we worship thee alone do we worship not the water that we believe we need because what can water do except support life but Allah is the giver of life and giver of water and we think we need money what can money do money gives money doesn't paper what can it do you might think you need a person or a job what did that do for you what does your body need or your role needs or your identity needs that you're so obsessed with that you deny Allah and think that we have Him. We have Him. In the glorious Quran, it is told to us to put our faith and trust in Allah. And I want to, I want to talk to you about this and read from the glorious Quran. You know, these verses, which I think it's, it's very important that uh, we do. Allah... There is no God but He in Allah. Therefore, let the believers place their trust. Allah, there is no God but He. And in Allah, let the believers place their trust. In the Quran, Allah speaks to mankind at certain points. And at other points, He speaks to believers. Now, I don't know. I don't know. You will only know how close you are to Allah, how much attention you have given to Him. How much you've placed yourself in his care, I don't know. I am not for me to know anyway. It's for you to know. It's for you to know, are you really, really, really a believer? Do you have within you, I know when I wasn't one, when I lived in denial of Allah, associated partners, I know, I thought money is what I needed, my intelligence is what I needed, a job is what I needed, somebody is what I needed. I know when I denied Allah. And I know when I stopped doing that. I know when I associated partners with Allah, becoming dependent on this world instead of depending on Allah. I know when I used to be like that. And I know that I'm like this. So I'm urging you to ponder. To ponder. Are you considered by your own self? In your own... Because Allah says, approach Him humbly and in secret. Do you... Focus on getting closer to Allah. Is that something important to you? Now, I'm not asking for you to become all religious. 
you know, appear like you are. Because we can talk like we are believers, we can dress like we are believers, we can act like we are believers, but only through the surrender of our own arrogance and recognizing Allah as our creator, then you'll know you are among those who have surrendered. Are you among those who have surrendered? It's not for me to know or anybody else to know, it's for you to know. So Allah speaks to those who have surrendered in the Quran at certain places and he speaks at other places to mankind who are on their way, focused on this world and what the body sees, but not on what the heart can perceive and experience. He is the all-beneficent in him we believe and in him we place our trust. I tell you the peace that comes from placing your trust in Allah, there is no other peace in the world. You will live a miserable life of neediness and dependency as long as you depend on yourself, your job, your money, people around you. We place our trust only in Allah, not in the things and the people, not even in ourselves. There is no peace for those who depend on those things that depend on Allah. There is no peace for those that depend on that which depends on Allah. There is no peace for that. You depend on some other human being, you have just kept away from you the greatest peace. So that's what Allah is saying. Let the believers place their trust in Allah. Our Lord, in you we put our trust and to you we turn repentant. And unto you is the journeying. Our Lord, in you we put our trust. How important it is to put your trust in Allah, to release into His care, to recognize He is sufficient for you, that Allah is sufficient for us. And He is, with Him all things are, you know, He has power over all things. That's what the Quran says. Do you accept that your Rabb is enough for you, that He is supreme in power? If He gave you life, and he gave you sight and hearing and a mind and the power of choosing and he put the earth in orbit and the sun and the moon and he did all that do you think he is enough to take care of you? Do you think? Or you say, no I don't think so because the Quran asks is not Allah sufficient for you? Who thinks Allah is not sufficient? Yeah, he's, we need him and that making two powers there is only one power there is no two powers or three powers who thinks Allah is, he asks in the Quran, is Allah not sufficient for you? But if we don't really focus on drawing closer to Allah, recognizing his greatness, not with the body, but with the being, if we don't do that, we can't place our faith and trust in Allah. And this is very important because Allah says when you have a problem, it's not for you to find your way out of your problems. It's for Allah too. See, and when he finds a way, which he always does, it's always from sources unknown and ways unexpected. But it is for us to place our faith and trust in Him. To place our faith and trust in Allah, it's for us to place our faith. And He will surely accomplish His purpose for us. This is Allah's promise. This is Allah's promise. And a lot of people are thinking, you know, I go to Him often. I draw closer to him because I'm always asking him for what I need. I'm always telling him about my problems. 
Allah is all-knowing. You don't have to tell him about your problems. He already knows. Can I tell you about my problems, Allah? He already knows. Drawing closer to Allah is not going to him in desperation. The Quran speaks of this. It says, those that pray until some ill befalls them and then they go crazy or desperate and they feel disturbed. In the knowing of Allah's supremacy and his sufficiency, the heart doesn't waver when there's a problem. If you have a problem and you feel desperate and needy, you're not drawing closer to Allah, you're drawing closer to your, the world. You're focusing more on the world of what you believe you need here, what you believe you need sorted out here, than you are drawing to Allah. We draw closer to Allah for verily only in the remembrance of Allah do hearts find assurance that if you have problems and you draw closer to Allah, you release your worries, you release your fears, you release your neediness, you release your desperation and you ease up. And you know there is the one and no other. There is no oppositional power, brothers and sisters. There is no Allah that has power and something that can frustrate Allah. There is only Allah. Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. No opposition to him. There is no. So when you say, Allah, I need you to sort out that. You're thinking that has power and Allah is another power and Allah must sort out that. Allah must overpower your problems. How can Allah overpower that which has no power? There is no power. When you get worried and affected in this world thinking something has power and you turn to Allah, you are creating a separation between you and Allah. You are not drawing closer. <coughs> See? This is what I'm here to encourage us. <coughs> to draw closer to Allah. And Allah does not threaten you in the Quran. Does not threaten you. Allah says Satan threatens you with insecurity. And lack. And causes you to behave badly. It's Satan. Allah offers you his prosperity. Allah offers you his bounties. That's what it says. Allah does caution you in the Quran. There's a very big difference between threatening you and cautioning you. Allah cautions us that those who deny him, there's problems. See, he says, I respond to the supplication of the supplicant who calls upon me. Except those that are arrogant, for them there is grievous consequences. When you think you know how to take care of yourself, your life. When you live in the illusion of I am self-sufficient, that is one of the highest forms of arrogance there is. And you know what happens after that. We saw what happened to Zuma. Anybody who thinks that they are separate and they can overpower and that they are a power, we saw what we know what happened to Firon. We know. He thought he's got his legions. And what does the Quran say? These people and their power is nothing like spider's web. I want to tell you there's a very big difference between force and power. And Allah is supreme in power. Allah is not supreme in force. The Quran says Allah has control of the forces. But Allah does not force. He does not force you to turn to him. He is not a force that you must use to change the world. Allah is a power that when you connect with 
the miracle is that your heart finds the peace and that's the most important thing and from that peace everything else will change in your life if you are using Allah as something to force because in this world it's all about force not power when you go to the medical doctor and he gives you little tablets to control your blood pressure what is that it's something that affects a change in your body it's force in this world we use force I got the money give me what I want it's force this world is about force Allah is about power something completely different and with power you need the least amount for force there's no force required when there's power when you're thinking I got this big problem come on Allah come and help me force this world be different force change control manipulate you are away from the power of Allah you are away there is no desperation where there is faith there is trust and there is expectation and it is always reflected so with that I thank you my brothers and sisters for giving me this opportunity to address perhaps the most important topic that is not spoken about at universities and even in business circles and anywhere that concerns the body and uh, shukar to Maulana Omar for giving me this opportunity. I just want to take this opportunity to also tell you that I have a few of my lectures available, about uh, 11 of them on an MP3 CD. This is available at uh, 100 Rand and uh, it's about five and a half hours. If anybody's interested in listening to more of this kind of discussion or sharing it with your spouses and your children because that's very important. If you don't educate your children about drawing closer to Allah and you just educate them about everything else you really fail them. Remember from birth to death is a very short time. We're all hastily approaching Allah and to Him is the return. So all praise and glory and thanks always be to Allah and His choicest blessings upon our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.